Hello and welcome to the broadcast. This is a ministry of North Harford Baptist Church in Jarrettsville, Maryland. Visit us online at northharford.org. All right, Psalm 5, crying out to God in prayer in the midst of trials. Crying out to God in prayer in the midst of trials. Psalm 5, verse 1, give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my groaning. Give attention to the sound of my cry, my King and my God, for to you do I pray. Now we'll come back to it, and I do want to read straight through, but just three words should already stick out to you. Number one, groaning. Number two, cry. And number three, prayer. So you see that it's not just prayer, but it's a specific kind of prayer. It's a crying out to God. It's a groaning to God in the midst of difficulty. Now we've all had times in our life where that's the kind of prayer we should be praying. Verse 3, O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I prepare a sacrifice for you and watch. For you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil may not dwell with you. The boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You hate all evildoers. You destroy those who speak lies. The Lord abhors, which just means uh, hates, the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. But I, through the abundance of your steadfast love, will enter your house. I will bow down toward your holy temple in the fear of you. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me. For there is no truth in their mouth. Their inmost self is destruction. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongue. Make them bear their guilt, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Because of the abundance of their transgressions, cast them out. For they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy and spread your protection over them. That those who love your name may exult in you. For you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover him with favor as a shield. Some different ways, I mean, there's many, many different things we could say about this psalm, but six brief encouragements about how we go to God in prayer. First of all, verses 1 and 2, we go to God in the midst of our trials. The temptation is so strong in the midst of trials to go away from God because we get tired, we get exhausted, we're beat down, we're discouraged. And often the last thing we want to do when we have no spiritual energy, the last thing we want to do is take extra time to pray. But that should be the first thing we want to do. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my groaning. Give attention to the sound of my cry, my King and my God, for to you do I pray. With trials, go to God. Don't let trials turn you bitter, but let them turn you to God. So go to God with trials. Also, go to God in the morning. Look at verse 3. O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I prepare a sacrifice for you and watch. This is the way we should wake up, mindful of God, seeking God, praying to God. Go to God in the midst of trials. Go to God in the morning. What a great way to get the day started. It can really orient the day in service to the Lord. Go to God with trials. Go to God in the morning. Go to God with integrity. Now, I'm taking an overall or an overarching point, verses 4 through 6. You are not a God who delights in wickedness. 
Evil may not dwell with you. The boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You hate all evildoers. You destroy those who speak lies. The Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. Go to God with integrity. I'm really just trying to say don't be a hypocrite. And these verses are about God's enemies. This is not about the child of God. But there's something to meditate on about um, living a life for God and going to God with integrity, that we are trying to live for him, that we are growing spiritually, that we really do trust in him and and want to please him, and we go to God. We don't want to be living a double life, you know, doing the things of religion, going to church, uh, going through the motions, mouthing prayers, but not living for him. Go to God with integrity. Number four, go to God trusting in his love. This is going to be the fountain of all blessing. Anything we receive from God, anything we enjoy of God, anything we praise God for ultimately comes back to this. Though we are sinners, he loved us. Go to God trusting in his love, verse 7 and 8. But I, through the abundance of your steadfast love. See, that's what keeps the psalmist grounded, and that's what will keep us grounded. Through the abundance of your steadfast love, I will enter your house. I will bow down toward your holy temple in the fear of you. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me. It's interesting verses. He's talking about how he comes to worship the Lord, how he comes before the Lord. What's his foundation? God's steadfast love. God's love that will never fail. Our love fails. Our love falters. We have weakness. We have sin. But we can go to God trusting in his love. Fifth, we can go to God, and we must go to God, trusting in his judgment. Verses 9 and 10. There's no truth in their mouth. Their inmost, he's talking about his, uh, his enemies, his persecutors, unbelievers. There's no truth in their mouth. Their inmost self is destruction. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongue. But look at verse 10. Look at his mindset. Make them bear their guilt. Oh, God, let them fall by their own counsels. Because the abundance of their transgressions cast them out, for they have rebelled against you. So the psalmist is seeking for God's intervention. The psalmist is asking God to intervene according to God's will. He's trusting God to do what's right. But he himself is not the judge. He's not going to take it upon himself to uh, be the sovereign Lord over uh, these people who are in view here. He's trusting God to do what's right. Well, we, we really can get into fighting battles that we shouldn't fight. We are not God. We are not the judge. Vengeance does not belong to us. And we're not as wise as God. We're not as powerful as God. And we can't make decisions like God can. So when we go to prayer, we are trusting God to do what's right. And finally, as we go to God with trials, though we don't feel like it, we go to God in the morning though we're so forgetful to do it. We go to God with integrity. We go to God trusting in his love. We go to God trusting in his judgment. And finally, number six, verses 11 and 12, we go to God trusting in his protection. We trust God to be our protector. Verse 11, but let all who take refuge, take refuge, take safety, take shelter, take refuge in you, rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy and spread your protection over them. For those who love your name may exult in you. For you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover him with favor as as with a shield. God is our protection. No matter what happens to us, no matter what's happening around us, 
God will protect us. Even if in this life, from a worldly perspective, we are injured, we are wounded, we can be persecuted, um, we can be imprisoned, we can even be killed, martyred for the faith, but still God is our protector because the enemy can take uh, our bodies and kill the bodies, but our souls, if that happens, will enter into the joy of God in heaven. So, lots of details on go to, go to God like this, go to God like this, go to God like that. Let's make sure of this, that we're going to God. Let's just go to God in prayer and trust Him to grow us in that as we move along in faith. Father.